1: Hello Chargers fans, welcome to the final episode of the Guilty as Charged podcast before the 2020 draft. Uh, You've hung out with us since February and Jason and Steven have gone over 250 players. Now we're going to find out this week which of those 250 actually matter, if any. Speaking of those guys, how are you doing today?
3: Doing great. It's been a good weekend. You know, like Tyler said, I reached my 250 point, reached my goal. So uh, it's been a good week for me and I'm just really excited uh, to first of all, see these new uniforms and then obviously the draft, too.
4: Y'all made me wake up at 10 a.m. on Saturday, so I'm not happy.
3: <laughs> well, today is Sunday, so how are you
1: feeling? <laughs> oh, dude, it's Easter all over again. <laughs> you just skip Sundays, man. Yeah. I was talking about those jerseys, though, man. Who are you going to get if you're going to get a
4: jersey? Ooh, so the first jersey I'm going to get with the new uniforms. Well, it depends if I like the new uniforms, first of all. Um, which I'm assuming we will because everybody loves them. So ooh, probably probably Casey Hayward.
1: Yeah, that'd be a fun one.
3: I like it. The hype for these new uniforms has been insane. It's just been such a strong buildup from the Chargers social media team. Um, first of all, if the Chargers get my QB1 to a Tonga Valoa, that's sure. what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I think Austin Eckler honestly, is going to be my my next one. He's just... You know, as a story in the NFL, there's not many better than his, and you know I just really like the guy. So um, Casey Hayward's a good pick. I've always wanted to get a Keenan Allen jersey too, so there's lots of options as well. Yeah, I don't
1: have a Keenan Allen one, so I might get that. But I got I a have navy like a, one.
4: I'd like to yeah. get a. I'd like to get a powder blue one or a white. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, man. I guess we're going to open up our money, or our wallets, I guess, and we have no money. So oh, well.
4: Open up our money. <laughs> open up, open our, up money. our
1: money. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, money? Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're excited for those, but we're also excited for the draft, and we're going to have our draft coverage starting at 4 o'clock Pacific this Thursday, and then we're going to have guests on, and then we'll have Travis Wakeman, formerly of Bolt Beat, and currently with Predominantly Orange, uh, right before the first round starts. He's going to give a prediction on that pick, and then we're going to have the picks one through six, if the Chargers pick six, and then after that, we're going to try to have uh, Gavino from Chargers Wire come on and talk about the pick, and then we'll have Jason Reed, the side expert at Bolt Beat, come on, so we got a couple of guests. We're excited to talk about football with these guys, uh, but today Today is all about mock drafts, uh, but we're going to approach it a little bit differently this time. We're going to take our time uh, with these picks because... I think it's a little bit more of a clearer picture now than there was before. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about, we're first going to talk about what we think is going to happen one through five, just to kind of set up where everything's going. We are still going to use a simu- simulation and we're probably going to use a simulation that actually gives us results we expect, or, you know, we're going to know like CJ Henderson at three sort of things. So we'll talk about that and then we'll get to six. We'll talk about the options that are there at six. Is it a quarterback? Is it trading back? Is their offense have tackle? Whatever. And then we'll let the simulation run from there. And uh, we'll just go over the picks as they go. And then at the second round, or excuse me, in the first round, we're still going to have the debate. We're going to have Jason and Steven debate. They're going to get 30-second openings and then 10-second rebuttals, and that's it. Then we're going to make a decision. Because last time, we spent a lot of time talking. Well, they did. Um, so we're going to try to make it a little bit quicker this time, put a little bit more pressure on, see what we can get. And then we'll just run the simulation from there. And then we'll pause the draft whenever we want. Uh, we'll pause the draft at the second round pick, for example. Maybe talk about some of the scenarios there. And uh, that's it. So this will be our mock draft episode. So let's Quick get a question. Are, Yeah, sure.
4: Is this what we expect is going to happen? Like yes. when we're So we're arguing about what we think is going to happen? Yes. Okay, cool.
1: From a Tom Telesco, Anthony Lynn standpoint, if you will. All right.
4: Sweet. So Steven is going to want a running back, and I'm going to want a uh, – I'm gonna want a quarterback. Is that is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, like we'll see. Who knows? I'll try to take a little bit more personal consideration into this one, not just the arguments. Because, I mean, I don't want some players at some positions. Don't make me take <laughs> Jalen Hurts at seventy or at thirty-seven. Anyway. <laughs> just uh, wait until
4: you. Just wait until I take him at six.
1: Oh well, you're oh, gonna no, lose. <laughs> I'm just gonna. We're on Zoom. Like I can't just kick you out of the room. I can just hit the little X and get you out of here or mute you or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so let's get started. We are using Pro Football Network. Oh I don't. I mean, if, if the simulation trades, whatever. I'm not sure if we're gonna do trades.
4: We sure could. Why not? We could. Telesco usually doesn't, so it's easy yeah. for us to.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could. It just would kind of take away from maybe you know if we lose two picks later on, then we only have a five round mock draft, and I don't know. If that's super interesting. So well, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, let's start the simulation, or no, let's not start the simulation. Let's talk about what we think is going to happen one through five. So let's start with number one. Is it Joe Burrow?
3: I think at this point it would be really surprising that it, if it's not Joe Burrow. I think if I'm the Bengals, honestly, like they have so many needs. It's not just a quarterback, like they're not a quarterback away. So I think there's a slight chance that someone in that room is, you know, arguing for Chase Young to be the pick. And I think honestly, if I was building that team, I probably would take Chase Young. But I fully expect a pick to be Joe Burrow. Um, the Redskins at two, I fully expect to be, to be chase young. And then really that three, that's where the draft gets really interesting. Um, Okuda is, seems to be the consensus, but you know, maybe they really prefer to take a, you know, a hybrid type linebacker slash safety, you know, their offensive line isn't great. Maybe they take Judrick Wills. So the Lions have some options and obviously if they want to trade back with either the Dolphins or the Chargers, they have that option as well. And then the Giants, it's going to be an offensive lineman, in my opinion. I think that's what's going to happen. I think a lot of people are mocking Isaiah Simmons there. Um, But, you know, they have a rookie quarterback. They need to build around that rookie quarterback. So uh, that pick should be an offensive tackle. I'm just not sure the likelihood there. And then, unfortunately, I still think the Dolphins are going to take Tua, despite all of the smokescreen material that they like Justin Herbert more. Yeah. just from a football perspective, it doesn't really make any sense to me to take Justin Herbert over to a
4: wouldn't it be so nice to just be watching and hear the the letter J when the Bengals are taking their pick and they're thinking oh they're going Joe Burrow and it imme- immediately just turns into Justin Herbert. Oh my god On draft day. <laughs> oh Twitter we won't, would explode. Oh, we wouldn't have to fear at six. We'd we'll just be okay.
3: In that instance, if the Bengals do take Justin Herbert, what do the Redskins do? Right. They Ooh. still take Chase Young? I th- I think they go Joe Burrow. Um,
4: I, w- I think the Redskins would absolutely go Joe Burrow. Or they would trade back. I think that would be the smartest move. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. the number one QB just fell for like, well, I'd imagine he's the number one QB for like a majority of teams. Just fell to the second spot. You're probably going to have the Panthers. Uh, I imagine the Jaguars, mm-hmm. Dolphins. Even the Giants, maybe they, they'd all be looking to, to move up. Maybe even the Lions uh, would be mo- looking to move up to two. And so that would just be hell. But I do think Joe Burrow goes one to Cincinnati. I think they would be stupid not to. I mean, they, they could go Chase Young, but I actually like the Bengals pass rushers a lot. You got Carl Lawson as one of them. And I just I don't, I don't think D line is a huge weakness for Cincinnati as when you compare it to just youth anywhere quarterback uh, wide receiver I it could benefit them to trade down I guess but you know they do have a lot of holes but you bring Joe Burrow in and then you have um, I believe his name is Jonah Williams from Alabama last year yes uh, he's getting healthy so you already have a lineman to protect him you're basically getting two first round rookies so it's gonna be interesting there um, second I would not be surprised if the Redskins pulled in Arizona I went and got Tua, but I do think they go chase Young. I just think you know Ron Rivera gets his chance to get his guy, and if his guy is not Dwayne Haskins, then you go take you go take Tua, because he's your new head coach. You surround you've put him basically you've put all your cards on the table with him, and so if if he wants a quarterback, you go get that quarterback for him, and then Dwayne Haskins they could flip it for whatever pick. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda, I think that's sealed. I. If the Lions did not go Jeffrey Okuda, the only one I could see is Derek Brown. That's the only other option I could see for the Lions. Yeah, um, maybe Isaiah Simmons, maybe. And then you got Isaiah Simmons to the Giants. I'm with Steven there. I think that's probably going to be Andrew Thomas or Jedrick Wills, Tristan Wirfs. I just I think they're going to want to go protect their quarterback, and that line is pretty meh. So. I just think that's their number one priority. I could see them trading back though, if something absolutely insane happens. I could see the Giants trading back. Um and then Miami. Listen, if they go Justin Herbert River to a that's fantastic. <laughs> yep. I would I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think they're gonna go to a but I would love for them to just mess up. So I I think this is exactly how one through five pans out is Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, and Tua Tagovailoa. And I know a lot of Chargers fans, when I posted that on Twitter, they did not like that at all. And I can't blame you guys because that sucks because you're talking about basically the top three prospects that have been linked to the Chargers are gone, Mm -hmm. which would be terrible.
1: All right. So we have run the simulation for the first five picks. It is Burrow, Young, Okuda, Simmons, Tagovailoa. So we are at the sixth pick now. I don't need to remind you guys who's available. I think everyone's pretty much aware of who they can take here. So I will give you guys about, well, you didn't even need 15 seconds to think about who you're going to pick. Probably yeah. not. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to start. Okay. Let's do this like last time. You pick a number between 1 and 10. Whoever gets closest will start. So I'll have Jason pick a number between 1 and 10. Four. You didn't pick 10. That's good. <laughs> I'll do Five. Five. Okay, my number's always two, so Jason is closest. Jason will start. <laughs> it's always two, guys. Anyway, let's do this. So with the sixth pick, Jason, you would like. 30 seconds. Go.
4: I would like or I think. Um, I think they're going Justin Herbert. I'm 99% sure they are drafting Justin Herbert. I just think it's, it's set in stone unless Tua falls to six and they like Tua. Um, but even in that case, I still think they're in love with Herbert. Everybody that you know, has somewhat talked to the Chargers linked to the Chargers. You're talking Colin Cowherd, Daniel Jeremiah. You're talking, um, basically just everybody thinks Justin Herbert is, is the guy there.
3: Steven, uh, go
1: for it. Fluff.
3: Yeah. So the consensus from all of the media that are connected with the Chargers, you know, Daniel Popper is thrown in there as well. You know, all the Chargers beat writers, um, almost all of them have connected a quarterback to the Chargers. So I, I, am With Jason, I think the pick is Justin Herbert. In this scenario, I would take Andrew Thomas. Personally, I think that would be a much better uh, value pick, and I think he fits perfectly as a left tackle, and he's got a very high upside. You get the left tackle of the future, and you can build around Tyrod and take the quarterback shot next year or later in the draft, but I think Herbert is the pick. Okay, (laughs) Jason, you got 10 seconds, dude. So why Herbert
1: and not roll with Taylor and Thomas?
4: So just clarifying, this isn't what I would do, but just because you want youth, you know, you just want youth at the quarterback position. You want your future set, and that's just really – that's kind of the way the NFL works. I would personally roll with Taylor, but, you know, if they – Don't care. Go, Steven,
3: you're up. Go. Yeah, the pick is going to be Herbert in this situation um, as much as I want Andrew Thomas or someone else, but it just makes too much sense to have a rookie quarterback and have that contract and that um, – valuable fifth year option
1: all right well you guys stink so we're going to select justin <laughs> herbert with the sixth pick
4: what do you want from us
3: that's gonna happen
1: yeah i know it's not it is your fault it's totally your fault actually i've
3: been trying really hard to not buy into the mm-hmm. herbert to the dolphins talk but to me it's just a smoke screen i don't think honestly that they would take herbert yeah. i think if they take a quarterback at five it's going to be to a I could see them taking an offensive lineman. Like, I think that's a slight chance of them taking, you know, Tristan Wirfs or Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas. But I'm pretty sure that they're going to take Tua and that's going to leave the Chargers with Herbert, much to our dismay. Which, to clarify, like, if he is a pick, like, I'll be fine with it. And I think sure. he does show enough signs that I think he could develop in the Chargers system. And I think he, having Tyrod there would be a really good mentor for him. But I would just rather have that value of a of a top tier offensive tackle at this point but i think herbert's gonna be the pick
4: i would hate everything
3: (laughs) (laughs) so why is why is it that herbert is the
1: guy connected and not love like i understand people feel differently maybe they like love they don't like love but like why is it always herbert
4: uh herbert takes care of the football okay and i think they're sick of the interceptions they just want the defense to win them games Mm -hmm. uh which is a mistake it's. I think it's a mistake. I mean, you're in the AFC West right now. You got Drew Locke, who looks like he could be the next breakout player, and then you've got Patrick Mahomes. God forbid the Raiders go get Jordan Love, uh, like they've been predicted to. You're you're dealing with a lot of good quarterbacks, um, and obviously nothing is sure yet. Drew Locke, he may not work out. Maybe it was just luck. You never know, but. It's just relying on a defense, it doesn't really work anymore. It doesn't because the second you got to get into a shootout, you're done. And it's good to have a solid defense, don't get me wrong. But if you rely on that defense, there's more – your defense – you can't rely on a defense to score points is what I'm trying to say here. You can rely on a quarterback to score points. You cannot rely on your defense to score points. Can you rely on them to avoid giving up points? Sure, to an extent. But every defense breaks if an offense can't move because that get that puts more and more pressure on the defense. It needs that balance to go with it. So it's it's a really scary thought to me that the Chargers are basically saying just don't turn the ball over. And we'll have our defense do the work. I think it's a mistake. I think it could work to an extent, but it it can get you in a lot of trouble.
3: Yeah, I think you know what Jason is saying is really spot on because defenses we've seen like a, for a season where a defense can carry teams to the playoffs, like last year with the Patriots, you know, twenty seventeen with the Jaguars, where a defense for one season can score points and can create turnovers. But it's such a hard thing to carry that over to be a consistent turnover, extensive defense every single year in the NFL. It just doesn't happen anymore. And so Dan Orvlosky, I know he's kind of polarizing You know, opinions on him kind of vary all over the place. But uh, he said the other day that for Justin Herbert to be successful in the NFL, he's going to need a team to uh, help him bring out that aggressive gene that he showed glimpses of in 2018. And I just don't know if that's the Chargers. Like, if you put Bruce Arians with Justin Herbert, I think that would work out perfectly because Bruce Arians is so aggressive as a head coach. But Anthony Lynn, I think he's so he's so conservative that at this point in his career. He wants to be risk-averse. He wants to take care of the football. And I think Justin Herbert's upside is limited. And if it comes to the Chargers, I think it's even more limited because of the way that Anthony Lynn wants to play football. So... I fully understand like the financial value here of having a quarterback on a rookie contract. You know, we've seen the free agency moves that this team has been able to do with, without having an expensive quarterback. So financially, like this gives them a lot of options, especially with, you know, the extensions coming up and then you have the fifth year option for Justin Herbert too. Um, but just like right now for this chargers team, I think if two was not there, I think the pick should be offensive line. And you, build andrew thomas in into this offensive line or tristan wirfs and i think that would be a much better fit for this team but i think tom telesco you know he's so patient and i think he's going to take the long the long game into consideration here more than anything else and and take whichever quarterback is is best available at this point yeah and i mean
4: i think they just
3: trust in pipkins i think
4: they think pipkins is their guy is he maybe who knows um offensive line always takes like there's a lot of offensive line that are at an elite level in the NFL that took five years to get to where they are uh, it's a very hard transition so I mean you'd never know but if I had a say in it I would take Andrew Thomas I think he's the best offensive lineman that has come out in the last four years maybe um, I think he's the smartest I think he's the most mobile he gets a second level like nothing and there's just not a lot of flaws to this game at all um he's gonna be drafted by somebody and they are gonna have their offensive tackle for the next decade plus. And that's just such a comforting thought to know this this spot is secure for the foreseeable future. And you know, they take Justin Herbert and you know it could be a two year experiment and be done. And that's that's where you get uncomfortable. So it's it's just it's a gamble, it's a big gamble do you go and get the sure pick in Andrew Thomas? Cause there's no way he's a bust in my eyes. I think yeah, everything about him screams franchise left tackle. Whereas Justin Herbert, there's a lot of red flags there and I wouldn't want to make this pick. I wouldn't because if Justin Herbert or Jordan Love go and tear it up, then you now made a bad pick by even though Andrew Thomas is successful, you now missed on a franchise quarterback. And that's the tough thing, man. You just, there's, there's not a lot of winning scenarios at this number six pick. There's a lot of losing scenarios. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, for sure. So, just the last thing that I want to bring up here, and Tyler, you can answer this too if you want. Um, what chances or what likelihood would you give this team of trading back if this scenario pans out one through five? What are the chances they trade back? It depends on who they want. Because
1: if you got if your blue chip Simmons, Okuda, Young, Tua, and Burrow are gone who's trading up is it the raiders from 12 who do they want a receiver i think albright said maybe you know teams would try to actually try to move up for these receivers because you want a jerry judy you want a skiddy lamb whoever it is but i mean who wants herbert that bad who wants th- to I give think, up
4: i what? think carolina and oakland would want herbert i think carolina's so.
1: got a bridgewater bridgewater
4: that I still think Carolina is going to be in the play for a QB, especially if Tua falls a little bit. I think Carolina is absolutely going to be in the play for a QB. I mean, veteran contracts have not stopped teams before mm-hmm. in going and getting their guys. Now the Jaguars are stupid, so that's a special exception. <laughs> but um, they like you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They legit lied to their fan base and said yeah. we got our guy in Nick Foles, which uh-huh. was just a blatant lie. And you can't, as a GM, expect Nick Foles to come in and give your team a secure quarterback spot. And Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, maybe. I mean, it could work out, but you still got to go get that rookie QB. I mean, because I love Teddy Bridgewater, but if I had to give an over-under on him being successful with the Panthers, it's it's not great. It's not great. Just because that Panthers team, I mean, kind of fits what teddy wants to do you got speed on the crossing routes with curtis samuel and such but i do think they're going to be in the hunt for for justin herbert especially with all the speed they have in that receiving core now with robbie anderson and curtis samuel and then dj Moore. that's just justin herbert's paradise mm-hmm. so we'll we'll see but trading back i give it maybe like 15 percent. i just when's has telesco ever traded back not to my knowledge. I think
3: he's traded up a few times, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever traded He back.
4: traded up for Melvin Gordon, and he traded up for Perryman, Craig Mager, right? Craig Mager? Is that I think name? Mager was just a did, Was he just a pick? God, I hope they didn't trade it for Craig Mager. They definitely
1: <laughs> traded up for Perryman
4: and Tao in back-to-back years. <laughs> they did or, They did trade up for Tao. I believe. I remember that now. I think uh, Turk a trade up. I don't mm, think so. I don't think so. But I know I just – I can't remember him trading back. I don't think he ever has, and so – it might be the smart thing to do here, but I don't think he does it because if you trade back to 9 or 12 and you go get C.J. Henderson, I'd be pretty ecstatic. Yeah, it just depends on who wants to move up.
1: I know I know, if he doesn't trade back and takes Herbert, I know Chargers fans are going to be livid, but someone also has to want to trade up. He can't get ripped off here too, so if everyone's offering him crap, I mean, yeah, he's going
4: to gonna take Herbert, I guess.
3: So, anyway. If he traded back and got Herbert, I would be thrilled with it, honestly. I think sure. That's, you going get some other picks, and I think that's good value. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, did Tyler
3: mean that, like, we traded back and
4: Oakland took Herbert? Is that what you mean? Or no, I mean, like. We trade back and take Herbert. Like, the Chargers trade back and take I'm Herbert. I'm not
1: even talking about who they would take. I'm just saying that if Telesco's presented, you know, Chargers fans, if he doesn't move back. Because every year it's like, well, just move back. Obviously, just move back. I mean, it's not that simple. Another team has to want to move up. Who are you? Who are you? dangling in front of another team here it, ha- is it, ha- it pretty much has to be herbert or love it's probably not one of the tackles because you're just going to get a you know wills or Werfs later on if you wanted thomas or whatever if you're one of those like you know 7 to 15 guys
4: or if the falcons want to move all the way up to get dirk brown
1: i mean if they want to go for it we saw the saints move up for davenport it wasn't the top six or anything but they moved up pretty significantly for that guy so and I
4: don't know how legitimate it would be like to move mm-hmm. up ten spots like that into the top six. That would be really hard to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. So round one, we're gonna go with Herbert. The simulation is gonna take us from here. If it goes crazy, I apologize. It's not my fault. Here we go, Justin Herbert with the sixth pick, and we'll just shout out names as we go. Round to the Panthers. If any point you want me to pause this, let me know. Jordan Love to the, the Raiders please.
4: at twelve. That's such a match.
1: Sure.
3: Uh, so the Seahawks just traded up for C.J. Henderson. Will you look at that? Can you click mm. on the little arrows and see what the deal was? Yeah, sure. So That's the it. Buccaneers traded the twenty back to 27 and got a 2021 20, first. That's interesting. Did okay. you
1: move up 13 picks for Henderson and give up a first next year? Yeah. That'd be interesting.
3: So the, I'm also just seeing that the Broncos took Kenneth Murray. That's interesting. You know, they've been really linked to a receiver – um, that would be really interesting if they passed on a receiver for Kenneth. I Lee. would hate them taking Murray. That would I would hurt.
4: <laughs> All right, let's resume. So Jerry Judy to the Falcons. Denzel Mims at 17 to the Cowboys. That's a very Cowboys pick. Henry Ruggs to the Vikings. Austin Jackson, 24. Cleveland, 23. Look at this run
1: on tackles. Oh boy! We're... Patrick Queen thirty to the Ugh. Chiefs. Uh, no, hate that. All right, timeout. We can go over this first round again. So, how many tackles did we end up with here? Thomas, uh, Becton, Werfs, uh, Wills at twenty one. Cleveland gosh. Jackson. And six. That's it. Oh, Josh Jones. Last one. Thirty two. Whew.
3: That's kind of realistic. So we'll see. Yeah, Ben Allright said we should be expecting a minimum of, of six. So, yeah, that's six, seven, eight. Don't be surprised. All right. All right. Resume. Round two is a Gym. gym. Chin goes
1: first. And uh, we'll see.
4: Michael Pittman Gross. to the Giants.
1: All right. So the Chargers have Herbert. Uh, what do you guys think? You got Ruiz, McKinney, Terrell, Gladney. A lot of options here. I want to go correct a bit so
3: bad. Can you scroll down a little bit? Sure. Isaiah Wilson is really tempting. Mm-hmm. So they've, it, they've got a good choice of corner or receiver to me. That's kind of the air, the two areas that I would, would lean here. Right. You know, the linebackers are kind of gone. This is interesting because Daniel Popper uh, seems to get the impression that linebacker is going to be addressed early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this point, at 37, Akeem Davis Gaither would be a bit of a reach. Yeah. Um, if it were me, I would take one of the receivers or corners. And so, because you have Justin Herbert, I would give him a speedy receiver and take Jalen Rieger here. Okay. I'm not even timing you guys anymore. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we should just. I feel
4: like we're just about to just come to des- to a decision yeah, here. Exactly. Um, kind of like we did in the first round where we we're just. You know, we agreed Herbert was probably the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Between Rager and Gladney, I think, is where it is. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I agree. Just, I agree.
4: I think Gladney is definitely intriguing. K.J. Hamler, even, has been linked to the Chargers a couple of times. I don't know if they've met with either Rager or Hamler. I just, if I'm Telesco, Telesco hasn't met with many early-round receivers at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think he values that, that third receiver very much. I mean, they rolled with Andre Patton and Travis Benjamin, so obviously they don't value that third receiver very much
3: or at least value their ability to find ones late yeah yes
4: um so i think jeff gladney would be the pick here just based off of what i think telesco would do i mean they're not taking xavier mckinney even though that would be great value
3: i was just gonna say that'd be really interesting because we know like if he's not super thrilled with desmond king right now and and he took Xavier McKinney, I wouldn't be surprised at all.
4: Cesar Ruiz is also one that could sneak his way onto the roster at this point, but I don't know, Jeff Gladney just feels like the pick.
3: Yeah, I agree. Let's go with Gladney. I think that's... Gladney works for me. Makes sense. Give
1: When was the last time the Chargers took a corner this high? Right. I mean, jeez. So give give Myles someone someone decent. It, they need him. Like Gladney would be a massive upgrade over Mike Davis. Absolutely. All right. So Gladney it is. Corner. Ruiz goes next.
4: We're assuming, of course, that Desmond King is not moving outside, like Telesco hinted he might.
1: Yeah, I would. I wouldn't.
4: If Desmond King moved outside, I would be a little scared.
3: Mm-hmm. So we're seeing another run on offensive tackles. Isaiah Wilson, Prince Tega Wanogo just went. And then here's all the edge rushers. This edge rusher class isn't great, but I think they're gonna see a run on edge rusher in the second round. Zach Bond just went. Bradley and I. Neville Gallimore just went to the Ravens. That's such a fit. That's such a Ravens pick.
4: Logan Wilson, your guy in round three, Jason. Wow, I was about to I was about to suggest him too. Ooh, I got a new name now though that I like still.
1: I can't see that name at fifty three very fast.
4: All right, so. We're at pick 71 now. There's a couple offensive linemen just taken. Tyler Biadas and Matt Hennessy were just taken, which is a shame because I would have liked either one of those at this point as an mm-hmm. interior O-line. Um, but now I'm looking at Malik Harrison out of Ohio State. And, you know, that's a very good pure linebacker here, like an off-ball guy that you really want. He's not very like, not like you're in WOSU, where you got this hybrid of a player in between. He's more of a traditional off-ball backer. But let's let's scroll down here a little bit, Tyler. Let's see who else we got. Um just off of this view. I'm I'm thinking. Oh, and then we got Hakeem Davis Gaither is still on the board. Yeah, I think it's between those two, Steven. Devin Duvernay. Oh, Donovan Peoples Jones. So there's no
1: receiver yet, and you got to take those guys probably right now.
3: If it were me in this situation, you know, you address corner. Um, I'm so tempted to take Hakeem, not Hakeem, Hakeem Davis Gaither. I think for me, if it was between him and Malik Harrison, I would go with Davis Gaither. I think Davis Same. Gaither is is a much better athlete, and I think you can do more things with him. He played a lot of roles at Appalachian State. He wrestled passer. He did pure linebacker stuff, and he was even played at safety on occasion. So that's tempting. Devin DuVernay and DPJ are available. Yeah, I figured you guys
1: would go with that. But, I mean, like you said, the Targers might not you know, want to take
3: these guys early and just value a guy later. Yeah, and, like, the positional value here, like, this is probably the last round. I mean, I really like Francis Bernard, but there aren't many other linebackers later on than this that I would take over. And mm-hmm. receiver, you can still get some good value later on. So, for me, like, if I'm making this pick, I'd be really tempted with Donovan Peoples-Jones, mm-hmm. but I think Telesco would take Akeem Davis-Gaither. Go go, Davis-Gaither. Okay, That's we're going go Davis-Gaither here.
4: So Davis Gaither, just for like a, a recap for you guys, Davis Gaither is a very coverage-heavy linebacker. You're talking yeah. like, um, cool. Basically, your Fred Warner types in the NFL. I'm, I wouldn't compare him to Fred Warner, but I'm just saying he's a very coverage-reliant linebacker, and he does have his moments where you can go ahead and pick him, Tyler. Okay. While I while I talk, and we'll go over. Um, but just a very coverage-reliant linebacker. He he needs some work in terms of shooting the gap and such like that. But a very explosive athlete, and it just seems like a linebacker that Telesco and Anthony Lynn would like, um, unless they want a guy like Jacob Phillips, whose whole role is just to stop the run. God forbid.
1: Saintsick sick Jalen Hurts. People's Jones to the Patriots.
3: With Davis Gaither, you can do a lot of different things on defense, and you know we have been really excited about the possibilities of Kaiser White. But with with Akeem Davis Gaither, I think you can do all of those things that we have been expecting Kaiser White to do. So, you know, he can line up at safety on occasion. He can do linebacker. He can rush the passer. You can blitz coverage, blitz with him, put him in the nickel if you want. Like, there's so much versatility you can have with Davis Kathan on the roster. So,
4: Jordan Brooks was just taken by the Texans at 111 in the fourth round. I've seen him mocked in the first round a couple times recently. So, we'll see what happens there. Um, Bryce Hall is still on the board. That's interesting.
3: Can you scroll up on the... Just to see round three, some of the picks that went. Sure. Tyler. I've got my guy. So Zach Moss went round three. Colin Johnson, Chase Claypool. Those have been some big names. Troy Pride to the Broncos, man. <laughs> Broncos have killed it in this draft. Yeah, they have.
4: my feelings.
1: Patriots getting Peoples Jones makes me mad. And the
3: Broncos got Duvernay too. Oh my gosh. Jeez. So Peoples Jones went to New England. Ashton Davis to the Broncos too? My God, hate. Everything. <laughs> All right, let's go back down. Um, So this is interesting because, you know, we took the linebacker and Willie Gate Jr. is on the board. That would be an interesting fit, and he's kind of like the last linebacker that I think offers legitimate starting upside. Um, But obviously we're not going to take him with. I mean, his... I got my pick. It's A.J. Dillon, isn't it? No. <laughs> God, God, no. Tyler. Absolutely not.
4: <laughs> no, it's going to be Van Jefferson for me. easy easily i just van jefferson is such a he's such a fit for this chargers team and he would allow those he would be like the perfect the final piece to the puzzle for this receiving core to just you can move any receiver into the slot where that you want to it would just be it would be a match made in heaven he would learn from keenan allen it would just be who i already compare him to and you talk about the perfect mentor for a player in this draft it's keenan allen mentoring van jefferson
1: is he a good fit with herbert though yeah. yeah. Yeah, Van Jefferson okay.
4: has got some speed. He he's a four four guy. Cool. Um, then you'd
3: have Mike Williams as well. Sure. Just so everyone knows what we're kind of looking at. You have so you have Van Jefferson, you have Antonio gandy Golden, Tyler Johnson, KJ Hill, Kalijah Lipscomb, John Hightower, Isaiah Hodgins, Quintess Cephas. Those are the receivers on the board. So, you know, I'm kind of gonna rely on Jason on this one and just ask him a question if you could compare van jefferson and tyler johnson because i feel like it would be one of those two what's the is there for you tyler johnson
4: i don't think he's as anywhere near the level of a route runner as van jefferson is but i do think tyler johnson would be a better like if you need a a rough clutch catch in a pinch like it's similar to the way that mike williams or just you know philip rivers would throw it up throw it up in the vicinity and Mike Williams would go get it. Um, He would be, Tyler Johnson would be better in those situations. I also think he's better at catching a little bit through um, like just understanding how to catch it through traffic, going up and winning the fight for the football, being the first one to touch the football. I think Tyler Johnson wins there. Um, Van Jefferson though, just separation and reliance. You know, if Van Jefferson gets hit, I rely on him a little bit more than Tyler Johnson to hang on to the football which is interesting because Tyler Johnson is a guy I would trust more to fight for the football, but Van Jefferson, he just, he can take a hit and he, that slot role that he could rotate with Keenan Allen would just be so much more of a fit. Whereas Tyler Johnson, I think he's more of an outside guy. I mean, he could play in the slot, but you know, I just think Van Jefferson offers more versatility here. And I think he fits more to what Tyrod Taylor is going to want to do, which is, you know, uh, throw to these open guys. Get the ball out quick to Keenan Allen, Van Jefferson, and then Mike Williams is a jump ball guy. Van Jefferson can take the top off. I don't think Tyrod Taylor will take advantage of that too much, but Justin Herbert will. So I just think it's a really good fit, no matter who the quarterback is. You know, he's he does offer the speed and he offers the separation underneath. So I just I, I think it's a, a match made in heaven. It's beautiful.
3: He hasn't been someone that's been connected to the Chargers or at least by fans, at least. Um, but you know, we've kind of gotten that versatility and reliability message from Tom Telesco and, and Anthony Lynn all off season. So, um, I just kind of wanted to pick Jason's brain there because, you know, Tyler Johnson has been, you know, it's been a popular guy amongst fans, but Van Jefferson really hasn't been. Um, but I, I agree with Van Jefferson. You can do a lot of different things with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and, and he is fast. Like he didn't run a 40 time, but he is really fast. So, I'm going to agree with Jason here. And I think we, or I think Telesco, will probably value that versatility and reliability of Van Jefferson.
1: Cool. Van Jefferson, it is wide receiver.
4: So, there goes two guys that have been linked to the Chargers AJ Green to the Panthers, Darrington Evans to the Cardinals, which is a really good fit. AJ Dillon to the Broncos,
1: really? Three guys.
4: AJ Dillon to the Broncos is my favorite thing so far.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot forgot Mooty was on the board. AJ Dillon is. Honestly, like Royce Freeman, like they're mm-hmm. so similar. But worse. But worse. <laughs>
4: James Morgan to the Packers, that is such a good pick. That's perfect landing spot for him.
3: Troy Dye. Ooh, Robert Hunt to the Eagles. They need that.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would have been
3: really tempted to take Robert Hunt here if, yeah. for the Chargers. Okay,
4: there's a guy here, and I know it's probably I, – I mean – with hunter henry still here and he just signed the franchise tag it could Mm -hmm. be a little sketch but hunter bryant here would be very interesting interesting.
3: Mm -hmm. thaddeus moss as well yeah go to the offensive lineman here specifically like guards or centers so i don't think that this would be a tackle area you know there's not really any high upside guys here Mm -hmm. Um, but ben bredesen would be interesting so would jonah jackson Nick Harris from Washington as well. Yeah, Nick Harris offers a lot of versatility. Calvin Throckmorton, Morton, uh, he had a rough senior bowl, but I think you know he did his job and he played five positions on offensive line at Oregon. So I think uh, I wouldn't hate that. To me, I'm between Ben and or Nick Harris here. You know, I think Mike Pouncey, his health is really up in the air, and I think Tom Telesco is going to value. You know, Jason said this earlier. I think he's going to give Trey Pipkins his shot. And I think he's going to let Trey, uh, Sam Tevy switch positions and force Lamb compete at left tackle. I think we're going to have an open competition between those three at left tackle. And I think he's going to go with an interior offensive line here over tackle because at this point with the tackles, there's not really anyone that gives you a lot of upside as far as potentially being a starter. But Ben Bredesen and Nick Harris, like they're a starter upside there between those two. So
4: I'm going to shoot this out there. Uh, Nick Harris is a very mobile center and he if he is. plays left guard he's going to be able to block perfectly for Eckler Bredesen has a little more power to him yeah but Nick Harris I mean a lot more power not a little bit <laughs> Ben um, Bredesen is so powerful Uh Nick Harris I just think he fits more with Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler so I feel like if I had to pick between Bredesen and Harris while I like Bredesen more I feel like Harris would be the pick Um. And I do like Harris a lot still. Mm-hmm. And he did meet with the Chargers. Nick Harris did? That's mm-hmm. right. Um, so I, I feel like it's Nick Harris here. Just that mobility to get to the second level along with, you know, whoever starts the center being Feeney or Questenberry. It's just that mobility in the run game is going to be very valuable, along with tra- Trey Pipkins as well. If Trey Pipkins or Forrest Lane were playing on that left side, you're going to have a very fast left side of that offensive line. So
1: yeah, you're pegging
3: is-
4: Nick Harris' left guard? Yeah, that's okay. probably where I put Nick Harris.
3: Yeah, obviously, you know, he played center at uh, Washington, obviously, but I think center and guard are so similar that it's a lot easier to switch between those two positions, whereas t- switching from tackle to guard is much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've even seen him with Dan Dan Feeney switching from guard to center and actually being a better center than he was a guard. So, um, man, that's tough though because Brent Bredesen in the fifth is such good value. Like, I think Nick Harris is here in this situation. I don't know if Ben Bredesen is here. So that's just kind of where I'm hung up on, but I do think that Nick Harris would be a better fit. So, yeah, like I said, I like Bredesen more.
4: I just think Nick Harris is the pick. If I was, if I had to guess what Tom Telesco would pick here, I would say Nick Harris.
1: Okay, we'll go with Nick Harris. Let's do it. Got our interior
3: guy for left guard. So let's just pause this here and sure. go over the five picks that we have right now. Okay, just so everyone has, everyone listening can. Uh, so you just click on the logo. So Justin Herbert at six, Jeff Gladney at 37, Akeem Davis-Gaither at 71, Van Jefferson at 112, and Nick Harris at 151. So we've covered a lot of the bases, a lot of the needs that we think that Tom Telesco is going to have in mind. So I think this is a really good draft so far. Um, So let's keep going. Okay. So what are we looking for moving forward? Are we looking for specific positions or
1: just
4: guys that could be... BPA at this point, really. Okay. All right, let's resume. Like, no matter the position, I think BPA at this point. Dane Jackson to the Raiders. Ow. Yeah, Michael Oyamudia to the Colts. Play with Rivers. That's so sad.
3: (laughs) See, Charlie Heck just went, and I don't really like Charlie Heck a whole lot as an offensive tackle, so I think going with the interior offensive line there is a really good, is the right decision.
4: Dolphins get Bredesen. DeVal Clark has been mocked to us like from fans like a million times mm-hmm. all right so bpa at this point it's definitely not stefan sullivan so let's just scroll down a little bit seer durant is an interesting one but at this point i don't i don't see them getting any more o-line mctelvin a game that could be
3: that'd be really interesting
4: scroll scroll back to the top
3: so, James Robinson out of Illinois State is really tempting here to me. You know, he's, he's a big mobile guy that I kind of like as a fit for the Chargers here.
4: I think it's going to be Courtney Davis here.
3: Oh, man. Courtney Davis would be such a good pick right here.
4: As a wide receiver for, or even to compete for three with Van Jefferson, those two rotating, that would be immediately a so much better receiver room. And, I mean, Courtney Davis fits really well, he's got really fast feet.
3: Um, so we haven't seen, obviously we haven't picked a defensive tackle or defensive end right now. Um, Tom Telesco really has taken at least one of those positions in every single draft. Mm-hmm. So McTelvin, a makes a lot of sense to me.
4: Yeah. I think McTelvin, a is the pick. I yeah. just, I really, I would want Courtney Davis. Oh, Courtney Davis is
3: so tempting right here. If Courtney Davis is available in the six, like. And they pass on him, I'll cry. Please take Courtney Davis in the six. So, again, this is more your run stuffer?
4: I mean, he's got potential. He's got flashes. I think it's more technical refinement where he needs work, but he's he's got a really high motor. Okay. And that's that's where you're going to see a lot of his uh, production come from is just he's not going to give up on a play. And while I do think this is probably where he belongs in like the fourth through sixth, um, I could see him being like third round potential for a team because he does have the necessary tools to get there. It's just he needs the development, and with Justin Jones and Jerry Tillery and Linval Joseph ahead of him, uh, it's a good spot for him to be.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. State. I agree with that. I think this is just again, Corney Davis here would be so tempting, but I think you know putting Tonto Lesko's hat on right here, I think he's going to take. Someone like Aguim or, you know, Khalil Davis from Nebraska is also on the board right now, but I think Aguim is better than Khalil Davis, so uh, I think Aguim would be the pick right here. You
1: don't think they're a little too packed on in the interior defensive line room?
4: Nah, they got four guys, right? They got um, Joseph, mm-hmm. Broughton, Jones, and Tillery. That's, it's, not, it's only yeah. four guys. They definitely yeah. need to add a body there especially okay. with Broughton making out with Sam Darnold
3: last year. He, a bit, <laughs> he didn't get a chance to really develop there. I think we've seen them, you know, be willing to carry six interior defensive line guys and kind of move some mm-hmm. around. Honestly, like I would rather just bring back Damian square than right draft McTelvin a game. I think Damien square is such a good value for this team, especially as a fourth, fourth defensive tackle and he can play defensive end too. um, but I think he, I think Tom Telesco at this point would take a defensive tackle or a defensive end, and there's not really a whole lot of defensive ends I like here. Um, so I think Aguim would be – he's a better value at this point than any defensive end. So I think Aguim would be the pick.
1: One more question. So I guess if you're not sure about Desmond King, is there anyone here that might fill that role or that Adrian Phillips role, I guess?
4: Antoine Brooks Jr. definitely could. That's kind of – actually, if I had to project Antoine Brooks Jr. to go – and play a spot, it would probably be that dime linebacker role. Mm-hmm. So, Antoine Brooks, he just—I see a lot of the tools there. He just needs a lot of time. Uh, Tanner Muse out of Clemson could also be a guy there. Um uh, Javelin Guidry, not so much. I don't know why he's always projected as a safety on boards, but um, I mean, Gidry could, but he's so small. So I don't—I don't know that I would be okay with it. But definitely between uh, Tanner Muse and Antoine Brooks Jr., those are two that could fill that role. Um, if you scroll down a little bit, we should see Hawkins down there. Uh, if I'm, if he, unless he's been taken already,
3: I think they, he went in the round before.
4: Wow, Hawkins went earlier, huh? Um, so yeah, between Tanner Muse and Antoine Brooks for me, Antoine Brooks Jr.
3: I think Tanner Muse probably fits more of the Adrian Phillips role as someone that could play more of the snaps at linebacker. I think he's a little bit more physical than Antoine Brooks. For sure. I think Antoine Brooks is better in coverage. By far. So I think that would be the difference there. So it would just kind of depend on preference because Adrian Phillips and Desmond King, they're so good at everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you take one of those guys, it would be more of like in key situations you're relying on Antoine Brooks in coverage or you're relying on, uh tanner muse to be a, a linebacker hybrid type player interesting
1: so now where would you go you had to still pick between defensive tackle and and that
4: kind of safety i think it's mctelvany game
1: okay all right
4: i th- i think they're still in on king
1: hmm yeah i
4: think so too i think people are
1: shipping him a little too soon
4: yeah, I think his spot in the team is fine. Do I? Can I see them moving on and not re-signing him? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can't see them trading him though. Maybe they do. Who knows? He's not worth a Rivers lot of Rivers just this got point. Courtney
3: Davis in Indy. Oh gosh, it just makes too much sense to hold on to Desmond King right now because, you know, like Jason is saying here, his trade value isn't great because he went from an All Pro player to, you know, being a huge. Um, he regressed a bit. Yeah, he did regress a lot. Thank you. Uh, totally mind blowing right there. Jake Luton to the Giants. That's such
4: Julian Blackman's my pick.
3: I don't need to look anymore. That's the BPA.
4: <laughs> I said I would go BPA. <laughs> Julian Blackman's the pick. Oh uh, this is so happy. If you're if you're talking about Desmond King potentially moving on, I don't think he does. Um, you're talking about corner depth. They need you to corner or they need a safety. They could they could put him into that nickel dimes linebacker spot. Um Yeah, Julian Blackman's my pick here. You're talking about a really good tackler, guys. Really good tackler. He can play man-to-man. There's just a lot of versatility and potential there. I'm thinking Julian Blackman.
3: Just so other people are aware here, Julian Blackman was an all-Pac-12 corner, and then he switched to free safety for Utah and was an all-Pac-12 free safety. So, you know, you Mm -hmm. talk about a guy that offers a lot of versatility. I think he's very similar to what Desmond King was viewed at coming out of college. It's just Julian Blackman towards ACL in the Pac-12 championship game, unfortunately. Um But as a Utah fan, you know, Utah has had a lot of good safeties come through there. You know, Marcus Williams and obviously Eric Weddle and Marquise Blair. Julian Blackman is the best of all of them that I've seen, honestly. He's such a good tackler. And you talk about a team that needs versatility, a team that needs a reliable tackler. And you put Julian Blackman at free safety for this team, and he's the best tackler that they've had at free safety in a long time. So, obviously, I would love that pick. Um Malcolm Perry out of Navy here is really tempting to me, just from a versatility on offensive standpoint. Uh, Quez Watkins, Watkins, the receiver out of uh, Southern Miss, is tempting because he's so fast. And, you know, you talk about a guy that fills the Tyrell Williams role, I think Quez Watkins would fill that perfectly.
4: Kendall Coleman out of Syracuse is a guy I could see. Uh, yeah. Very. He, he'd he be more of a run, run support guy. Um, and then Harrison Hand is also available. That's interesting, but... Uh, Julian Blackman is still the pick for me here. He just offers a lot of the versatility that the defense covets. And, you know, if Desmond King, if he does get traded or if he moves on, that's a that's a very good replacement for him. And at corner as well. I mean, if, if say, corner gets hurt, I could see him coming in and being a really good corner for this team as well.
1: Okay, I like it. So the seventh pick. No, seventh round pick. Here we go.
3: Blackman. Was that our first kicker? I think that was the first kicker we just saw. Ago. Are there
1: two guys named Guidry in this draft? I had no idea.
3: Yeah, they're cousins. Oh, yep. One's a receiver from Mississippi State. Sage Lewis, the linebacker from Florida International, is interesting to me. He's if the Chargers pass on linebacker in one one lane, I think that'd be a, a, a good pick. Um, Kendall Coleman. Just to go back to that kind of point, after watching him again, he kind of reminds me of like a poor man's Melvin Ingram, just from like a hmm. physicality and run stuffing ability on the edge. All right,
1: so let's go over our picks. In order, Herbert, Gladney, Davis, Gaither, Jefferson, Harris, Ageem, and Blackman. So we hit most of the needs at this point. I mean, quarterback, yeah. Outside corner, outside linebacker, or any kind of linebacker, really. Wide receiver, interior, defensive line, and another corner.
3: So I think a lot of people would be surprised about the lack of a running back or lack of a second receiver or a tight end. Mm -hmm. Um, We just think, you know, Jason and I are on the same page here that Tom Telesco is going to value his his ability to scout and discover receivers and running backs late or undrafted in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, you talk about a situation where you can have a very safe team that is really dependent on, you know, Tyrod Taylor not turning the ball over, Justin Herbert not turning the ball over, and then you have a really good defense you know, you add Gladney and Davis Gaither, who would be immediate impact players to this team. Julian Blackman is really good depth. McTelvin Aguim is really good depth. So I think this is just kind of what we think is going to happen because this team is ultimately risk averse and they're just going to rely upon their defense and the lack of turnovers from the quarterback position to kind of carry them into the future. And um, But at the same time, like Van Jefferson is really exciting to me as a pick, mm-hmm. as a weapon to develop with. Tyron Taylor and Justin Herbert, I think that's a really, really good pick. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they took him. So I'm excited about this draft. As much as I don't love Justin Herbert, I'm really excited about this draft. And, you know, you get a lot of immediate impact guys and some really good depth guys as well.
4: So this did turn into a what I would like draft, though. <laughs> um,
1: kind of, but, I mean, not necessarily. I think it made sense. What the I, th- I just
4: think a lot of these guys are going to go a lot sooner than we took them. Okay. Like Julian Blackman, I know he got hurt. I still think he's going to be taken in the third, fourth round. Um, I know a lot of mock draft guys have put him way down there. I still think he's going high. Uh, McTelvin Aguim, I could see him as a third round, as I briefly mentioned earlier. Nick Harris, it really depends. I There were guys talking at the senior bowl, I know, that were saying he's a fringe first-round guy. So that was really surprising to hear. Uh, and then Van Jefferson, you know, it's tough because if he was younger, I would say he's like a first round type player. Absolutely. So it's tough to see where he goes. I could see him as high as round two, but not in the first round. Akeem Davis Gaither, the demand at linebacker could push him up there. I mean, and I know a lot of teams like him.
3: So yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch. Akeem Davis Gaither though, you talk about like the modern NFL linebacker. He's a perfect fit because he can do so many different things. Um. So Tyler, what are your thoughts? Yeah, sure. The first thing, I'm, I'm just actually just kind of curious, because this tackle class is
1: so pretty decent, at least as far as I'm aware, and this receiver class is so deep, I mean, the first thing I noticed, is we didn't take a, an offensive tackle, which I don't think they're going to take one early by any means, barring something crazy. Um, but do you think there's going to be more of a push of guys off the roster that Tileska could pick up later on because of the depth? and, you know, half-decentness of this draft, do you think is just going to be like, eh? You mean like an agency? Yeah, maybe if there's just roster cuts because, you know, I forget who it was had, like, 18 receivers in their top 100 or something like that. It's like, you got to be kidding me.
4: I think it was Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah. Um. So for offensive tackle, I think they go and get Jason Peters. Mm-hmm. I think they're just waiting for that period where it doesn't affect their comp pick. And I think a few okay. teams are doing that. So if they were to sign Jason Peters right now, they would not get a third-round comp pick for Rivers. But if mm-hmm. they wait a couple months for that deadline, or I think even less than a couple months, then they re- still get their third-round comp pick if they get Peters.
3: Yeah, and just from the positional value standpoint that we were talking about, really, like, once you get to round, past round three, there's not a whole lot of offensive tackles that offer starting upside. So, you know, in the situation with Van Jefferson and – at that point, I'm pretty sure it was him or Matt Pert or Akima Denji were the tackles that were available. I'd be okay with Matt Pert. I think Matt Pert offers a little more upside than Akima Denji does. But it's just the positional value there is so leaning towards Van Jefferson because he's an immediate impact player and a long-term starter. You don't know that about the offensive tackles. And then again with Nick Harris, he's probably an immediate player at left guard. If not, he's a very valuable backup and the offensive tackle depth at that point was not great so I think offensive tackle is really going to be heavily involved in the first three rounds Mm -hmm. and players are going to go much earlier than they should like Isaiah Wilson I think he offers a lot of physical upside but he's a massive project to me and I think he's probably going to go in the first round early second round Ezra Cleveland I really like him but he's going to go earlier than he should Ben Barst is going to go earlier than he should even like um, Sadiq Charles from LSU I think he's going to go earlier than he should just because the tackles are going to fly off the board early and that's going to push all the other tackles up in the second and third rounds too. So it's just the value standpoint and just kind of weighing the options. Mm -hmm.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the draft overall. I'm not a huge Herbert fan, but I get it. And it's, it's what we think the Chargers will do. It makes sense. Uh, The only thing we're not seeing. So running back, we didn't hit, but that makes sense to take one later. Undrafted free agents. They do that all the time. Um, Who else? I'm blanking right now. What did we not take? A second receiver or tight end was another one. Oh, tight end. There you go. Well, that's. I think that's just Donald Parham. I think – so you have Davis Gaither as an outside guy, right? He's not playing
4: Mike. He could. Mm-hmm. He could. I'm, I mean, I think he well fits him more yeah. than Drew Tranquil at Mike. But, I mean, Davis Gaither could play Mike. I just would be more comfortable with Perryman or Tranquil playing at Mike.
1: So who are you starting,
4: Tranquil or Davis Gaither? Uh – Ooh, Davis Gaither. Yeah. Tranquil. I know everybody loves Tranquil, uh, but Davis Gaither is just... I mean, who knows? He could come into this scheme and just not get it. But if you want to go by talent
3: alone, Davis Gaither by a mile. But in this situation, wouldn't you think that the team would do Tranquil over Perryman? That'd be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> tranquil to
4: me is just so hesitant. And run support. Mm-hmm. He's not a very explosive player when it comes to like, like getting, knowing which gap to go through and then exploding mm-hmm. through that gap. Um, so for me, it's just tranquil. He's a sure tackler, but he had a lot of issues with coverage, like just flowing with the eyes of the quarterback breaking on when on the release. He still has issues there. But he would get there just late, so you never know. More experience could get him there, right? And uh, Akeem Davis Gaither, he doesn't have that problem. You know, he see that he sees the arm break and he's going, and he he recognizes the gap and he'll he'll get there quick. Drew Tranquil just has a lot of um, he needs to get there. You know, and I wasn't as high on Drew Tranquil as a lot of fans were. I think he reminded me a little bit of Blake Martinez, in a sense where you know he would make the tackles. But it wasn't anything like, wow, that was amazing. You know, there was, I can't remember which game it was. It was late in the season where, you know, there was a team, who was it? I want to say it was the Broncos and they were getting five yards, 10 yards, five yards, 10 yards. But Drew Tranquil was tackling him after those five or 10 yards. And fans were all over Twitter like, wow, Drew Tranquil is making every tackle. And I was just like, yeah, but he's having to make them 10 yards downfield because he didn't read the gaps right. And that's just kind of the, the thing I see to where I would maybe still prefer Perryman because he gets that gap penetration. He has that down. Mm-hmm. If you want to tackle in the backfield, you send Perryman and he's going to get there. I haven't seen it from Drew Tranquil yet. I think he could. I just don't think he's confident enough yet. Um, so if I had to choose, I would still go Perryman with Tranquil rotating in. Okay. Right on. Maybe that's a really unpopular opinion. I'm no, it makes crap. sense. And they, they
1: did do that, I'm pretty sure, last year. So it's not like it's yeah. out of the blue.
3: Yeah.
1: What else? Yeah, tight end, no tight end. That makes sense. They have three currently. One they signed for another two or for a two year deal, which is interesting. It's it, That's not a mandatory thing from the XFL, right? Because they did just happen to sign, what's his name? Storm Norton and and Parham to a two year deal. I don't deal.
4: think so. I think they just see them as UDFAs. Uh-huh. So a little less than three years. You know, you just give them two-year deals. Gotcha. That way, you know, if they get a foothold on the team, those guys still want big contracts if they find success. So it's it's, it's just enough time. Uh, backtracking a little bit, I sure. don't think Drew Tranquil is Blake Martinez. I hate Blake Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> Blake All right. Blake Martinez is a very bad linebacker. Drew Tranquil is actually
3: pretty okay. So Yeah. And the the bright side of him rotating in would be that he can keep his role on special teams, which he was so good on special teams. So. Right um I wouldn't hate the idea of him rotating either
4: but anyway back to what Tyler was saying with just um tight end i you got your you got Hunter Henry franchise tagged right you're good yeah. for at least one year i don't know if they extend him i think they'll i think they should wait a little bit to see if he gets hurt this year because if he gets hurt this year i mean that sucks because i want Hunter Henry to get paid and be successful but at the same time, if you go give him a four year deal or three year deal worth of big money, like ten mil per year, and he just gets hurt again, there's a problem. Um and I do think he is gonna get hurt again. I just I don't know. I, I don't trust it. I just don't. It's different than Keenan Allen, who, you know, lacerated a kidney and tore an ACL. Those are those are really unrelated things. Hunter Henry tore his ACL just by jogging at practice. And then, what did he do? Break his knee or something? Like yeah. broke, broke something in his knee. Um, in the very first game, he was back. So it's just it's really concerning for me. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's unwarranted. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't trust it. And so, I I would like to see a tight end in this draft, but I think they can wait a year. And I think next year's tight end class is like fifty times better.
3: Oh yeah, next year's tight end class is great. Yeah.
4: Let's talk about
1: the next class though, not tight ends, obviously. It's quarterbacks, and I'm just kinda curious, I mean you guys I think have Fields and Lawrence. Well no, you don't like Lawrence as much, Jason.
4: Not as much, but I still love him. Okay. I mean, he's still a top five pick to me. I just don't mm-hmm. like him as I I don't like him as much as I'd like Fields. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm just really interested in a scenario where the Chargers just don't
1: take a quarterback. I know it's not the popular thing but i mean you got like desmond king on twitter saying tyrod taylor qb1 you know and stuff like that and it's yeah. just like
3: it is so tempting you're right it is so tempting because tyrod taylor took the bills to the playoffs and the bills roster was absolute trash so it is tempting and um in this situation like if two was off the board 100 take an offensive tackle play the quarterback game next year. I don't think that they'd be in range to get Fields or Lawrence. I think Fields and Lawrence go one and two next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But Jamie Newman, man. Jamie Newman is the truth. Let me just name a couple guys
4: here because Steven's talking about Jamie Newman. I want you guys – so a couple of people have told me they don't want to pass on quarterback this year because they're, Fields and Lawrence are going one and two. There is still sure. Newman, right? And me and mm-hmm. Stephen both love Newman. He's yeah. a really good quarterback. It's more than that, though. Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M. He's legit, right? With another year of development, he's going to be something. He's going to be something. He's on Steven's top 10 this year. Oops. (laughs) Rookie mistake by me. You've got Kyle Trask out of Florida. I know some people are high on him. Not so much because I think it's just size. People are in love with his size. But he's not bad. Um, But then you've got Trey Lance out of NDSU. He's, he's a legit quarterback, too, and there's been talk that he could be a potential first-round guy next year um, as a you know one of those small-school Trubisky, Carson Wentz, uh, Easton Stick-type guys. But, man, Trey Lance, you want to talk about – usually you're scrambling quarterbacks lack uh, accuracy, right? You're talking about Trey Lance as a 1,000-yard rusher. Oh, my gosh. And his accuracy is maybe the best part of his game. He's, he's- so – accurate you know you usually have a trade-off you know Lamar Jackson he he is that 1,000 yard rusher but he has some accuracy issues Trey Lance does not have that and that is insane so Trey Lance is another guy I really like next year we already talked about Justin Fields, Jamie Newman, Trevor Lawrence Uh, there's some guys next year you can go get Uh, Brock Purdy out of Iowa State is another one Brady White out of Memphis has gotten some talk but there's guys next year and I know that quarterback this year is so, you know, Philip Rivers is gone. Feel like we need it. If they rush this, it could be a huge mistake. So yep. I'm not saying wait. I'm not saying take one now. I'm just saying if it's not your guy, exactly,
1: yeah,
3: just just move along. That's the thing is like you could rush it, you know, by a year. You know, next year we Jason just mentioned eight nine guys that could be first round talents. But it's also just like the settling for the quarterback. You know, Tyler tweeted this out the other day of of a conversation that we had had about the 2011 draft where, you know, you have Blaine Gabbert and – or not Blaine Gabbert. It was –
1: Yeah, Blaine Gabbert and Jake Locker.
3: Jake Locker from Washington who went before J.J. Watt and Tyron Smith. And it's just like that's just my ultimate nightmare that, Mm -hmm. you know, you pass on Andrew Thomas or Jodick Wills or Tristan Wirfs and they become – you know, guaranteed Hall of Fame tackles and Justin Herbert is out of the league in six years. I'm not saying that'll happen. I don't really know. You know, none of us can tell the future. But for me, Tua is my number one quarterback this year and he'd be my number one quarterback next year. I think he's everything that I want in a quarterback. And if he's there, absolutely take that pick. But if it's Herbert, then wait. Wait next year and get in range for Jamie Newman or Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy would be the fourth one there for me. But Jamie Newman, man, he's so good. Like you talk about you talk about what Tyrod Taylor is. Jamie Newman is Tyrod Taylor on steroids. He's mobile, he's fast, he's physical, he's accurate, he's got great D ball touch, he's got a strong arm. Good processor here as well. he needs a little work, like a tiny bit of work. If he were out this year, if he decided not to transfer and he'd come out this year, I would take him over Justin Herbert this year. Easily, without a doubt.
4: I would take him over Jordan Love. Like there's, jeez, that's. I love. know Jordan Love is my guy, but Jordan Love would be my QB five or six next year, um, assuming those guys are still successful and still develop. And Jordan Love is my QB one. So I mean, I like next year's class a lot more, and even 2022. You're talking about Jaden Daniels out of ASU. Sam There's two guys that are gonna. I love Jaden Daniels out of ASU. It's like a dream for me that he's a Charger. So it's just. Man, it's
3: there's a lot of guys. This year's not a quarterback draft and it's scary because the Chargers quote unquote need a quarterback. So if I'm running this team and Tua's not there, I'm waiting. I'm taking an offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. I'm beefing up this team for the quarterback that I want to take next year. And, you know, Jamie Newman, Brock Purdy, Kellen Mond, I would take all of those guys over Justin Herbert or Jordan Love.
1: All right, I'm gonna call it then. I'm going to make a prediction. If Tua's not there, the Chargers will not take a quarterback at six. I'm just going to go with it.
4: Genius. Amazing.
3: <laughs> Let, dude, let's hope. Honestly, like, Tua's not there. Take Andrew Thomas. Yep. Do it. You get an all-pro, likely future Hall of Fame tackle at left tackle with the Chargers have never had. Like, they've never had a tackle with the high ceiling mm-hmm. that Andrew Thomas has had. Like, you talk about the tackles of the past with King Dunlap and Maybe McNeil. Okay, you're right. Maybe McNeil, you're right. But that was a long time ago.
4: (laughs) And he's injury plagued as well, if I remember
3: right. So if Tua's not there, please take an offensive lineman and wait until next year. Don't take Jalen Hurts at 37. As much as I like Jake Fromm, he's not a good fit. Just Mm -hmm. wait. Be patient. Tyler Huntley. He's number one in my hearts. (laughs) Oh, Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley, he's my guy
1: but I could totally see it. That seems like a Tyrod Taylor kind of
4: give me Jamie Newman, man. I want Jamie Newman so bad. So 2021 mock draft coming out next week. (laughs) 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 It's never too early. I'm sure like Matt Miller will have it up the next day. Right. Right. You start to see that too. Right after the draft ends, everybody's like, all right, time to make a new one. Yeah. So, Oh, that's too much work.
1: Well, yeah, these guys have been putting in, a ton of work. Both of them are going to be at 250 players probably by the time the draft rolls around. We're going to have a great time on Thursday. I'm, I'm really excited. I know it's only one round. That's kind of a bummer, but it'll be pretty fun. So I'm, I'm excited to talk with everybody else, talk with you guys, talk about the draft, see the picks. I mean, this is, if they take a quarterback what, since 2004, their biggest draft ever, most important draft ever, into a new stadium... You know, there's so much on the line with this draft, which is I'm so glad I'm not Tom Telesco. Like my oh, yeah. God, this is this is awful. Ugh.
3: I mean, he's likely choosing between Justin Herbert, Isaiah Simmons, and Andrew Thomas. Like Yeah. That is a tough decision. Mm-hmm. Do you risk
4: it for your quarterback? Do you skip on that quarterback and risk him being a franchise guy and you didn't get him? Do you be safe and go get your left tackle? Or do you go get that linebacker you've wanted so badly over the last however long? It's tough. It's tough. Super tough. Well, we'll see. It'll all come to a
1: head. 250 players covered and only one's getting taken, But what well, we think, by the Chargers on Thursday. I'm super excited. So, I don't know. I'm really excited. This is super, super awesome. You guys have been talking about this since February 4th. I mean, it's it's April 19th. It's taken so long to get here, it feels like. But we're here. We're getting uniforms. We're getting new players. Oh, quick question, though, I wanted to ask you guys, because I'm really excited, but...
4: New unis!
1: (laughs) Oh, new unis. All I see is this blur on the screen that used to be Jason. I was so um, excited. Quick question, though. If If teams know more than we do about COVID shutting things down, and let's say they can't even get to these players, other than virtual stuff, until end of summer maybe, or let's say, I don't know, July. Is it worth taking a quarterback at that point? Or you just wait? I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't know if they know, and I guess it's kind of hard to predict. But if you don't get a guy in your building and he can't learn for three months or four months with you, I mean, is it worth taking a guy you can't even? But the season just has to start, and you have Tyrod Taylor as your starter anyway, and you got to wait for your quarterback to catch up, and does he ever, and does Tyrod Taylor also lose that job? By the time he comes in, I mean, what? Later than midseason. So, I mean, is it worth it, even? Or are you just wait for the guy next year?
4: I think the problems are going to lie when teams think exactly what you're thinking right now and mm-hmm. overthink their picks. I yeah. think that's going to be the problem. I yeah. don't think the problem is going to be, oh, no, we shouldn't. Or I don't think the problem is going to be teams taking a quarterback and not having them for a couple months. I think it's going to be teams passing on quarterbacks because that's their that's what they believe. And it could be true, but you got to take the guy on your board that you have rated the highest. Go with your gut Mm -hmm. because, you know, Giants did it with Daniel Jones. And even though I don't like Daniel Jones, if they showed support in him, if they build this team around him and give him that 100% support, Mm -hmm. it could work out. So go with your gut. If they second thought Daniel Jones and took an offensive tackle or whatever— They'd have to roll with Eli Manning for another year, and who knows how that would have gone, right? So it's just it, it's yeah. so many scenarios, man. I I just think stick stick to your board, don't overthink it, and you'll be fine.
3: Yeah, you got to if they want to take a quarterback, you got to do it at six. Um, it'll be really interesting to see if they don't though, where Herbert and Jordan Love would fall to, because it's not really mm-hmm. until like the mid twenties that a team actually needs a, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that'd be really interesting. I still firmly believe the Raiders are going to take one in 12.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
3: Let's hope so. Give them six quarterbacks, please.
1: <laughs> Let's lock in right now. Then one more thing. The sixth pick
4: will be. Oh, you're, you're, it's, it's Any this, of you guys. The sixth pick will be if the charges are there,
3: obviously Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert yeah it's gonna be Justin Herbert. it just feel it just I just feel like it like I've tried so hard to think rationally about this draft and what's gonna happen and I just I don't see Tua being there as mm-hmm. much as I want him to be there he's everything that I want a quarterback it just feels like Justin Herbert man it's just it's just kind of the vibe for the offseason of like playing it safe and limiting the turnovers and being risk averse and suddenly valuing durability and it's just it just feels like Justin Herbert.
1: Yeah, I think they're sticking with Tyrod Taylor.
3: Or it's
4: just all smoke, and they're taking Jalen Hurts to six, right? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, kill me. <laughs>
1: I'll buy a uniform just to burn it at that point. <laughs> wow.
4: I'm
1: wow. going to debt for that. Anyway, um, you know, I think they're gonna go with Tyrod Taylor there. If two is not there, I think they're going with Tyrod Taylor. That's my gut. I think they believe in him. I think they know they can win with him, and I think he can do enough. Given. I believe in him. I don't know if totally. Telesco does.
4: I know Lynn believes in him. Does Telesco.
1: They so. didn't have to sign him last year, I guess. So that's,
4: that's true, but it's different signing a guy as a backup for two years and sure. then putting your absolute faith, like putting your job in mm-hmm. his hands. Yeah. So, we we'll
3: see. Uh, I hope you're right, Tyler. I hope you're right. <laughs> I just think they
1: will. I think they believe in him. And I think before someone a th- millionth time tells me he doesn't throw for 4,000 yards, yeah, it's volume. But I don't know. I I just have this gut feeling that it is him and that they do believe in him. If their guy isn't there, I don't think they're. Gonna, I don't think he's going to go with Justin Herbert or Jordan Jordan Love at six. If they trade back, totally I could buy it. I just I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to say Ty, I'm going to say Tyler Taylor as a starter. So who would I pick? Um. Okay. Thomas. Whatever. I'll just say Andrew Thomas, best tackle they think. Ah, well, that doesn't really make sense either though, because then they do believe in Trey Pipkins. I think.
4: This is where it gets hard, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like if they don't take Herbert, who are they taking? Like Isaiah Simmons if he's there? Like if the Giants if the Giants go tackle. So here's the thing. If the Giants pick anything other than Isaiah Simmons or Okuda, that means Isaiah Simmons or Jeffrey Okuda is basically he's there at six, unless the Miami's throw us for a loop in which Tua's there at six. And so it's up to the Giants, man. I kind of hope they yeah. take Andrew Thomas yeah. and just get get. Okuda. I think they will. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine them. I mean, I understand why they would take Simmons, but they just took Daniel Jones. I mean, you got to take your, your your tackle and just don't screw it up like Eric Flowers.
3: Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, their, uh, their offensive line is bad. That offensive line is bad.
4: That's true. Side note, your guys' names together make Steven Tyler... Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That was fun. That was fun. Wow. Well, that was my Aerosmith
1: impression without yelling <laughs> if anyone was wondering. Be here on
4: Zoom on Thursday, guys,
3: cuz you don't want to miss a thing.
1: Oh my gosh.
3: I'm going to order some Wingstop or something. Get some go full football mode.
1: Anyway, so if the Chargers want to follow you guys on Twitter, uh they should walk which way. <laughs> What? I tried, Jason. I oh tried my God! Wow. <laughs>
3: he wants to walk this way towards Stephen I Haglund and GAC Podcast Seventeen.
4: Interesting.
3: This is this uh, has
4: gone downhill real quick. I,
1: Stephen, I know, I know you're trying to hoping, hoping for Tua, but honestly, you should just dream on.
3: Oh my God! <laughs> All right, I'm out. So funny today. <laughs> I'm stopping man. this
4: recording. I'm not even going to talk about. <laughs> At Centauri13, S-Y-N-T-A-R-I-1-3. I'm out.
1: Hey, spelling it now. You know, what if everyone was trying to look for you before and they couldn't yeah. figure it out because you never spelled it? <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, we're excited to see you guys on Thursday. We're excited for this draft. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, the uniforms have come out, and they're awesome. This is Tyler. You can find me at Tyler J. Shoon on Twitter or on Facebook at Guilty as Charged Podcast or on Instagram at GAC.